Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? I'm sitting here with Patrick Hamilton. He's a new friend of mine that I just met out here in La Jolla, California. And um, we're going to get into his story today. Um, he was an artist out here for an array of years. Yep. And um, we very synchronistically ran into each other out here. Um, I was having lunch by the ocean out in La Jolla and uh, just enjoying the day and he stopped by and we got to talking and realized that we had a lot in common and um, I had no doubt that you know if we recorded this conversation that there would be a lot of value and um, you know just be fun to to sit here today and, and chat with you so uh, thanks for coming on man my pleasure and hey we didn't run I ran into you yeah I'm still recovering I have a bruise yeah. <laughs> no, for any of you that are listening, if you haven't seen Evan's van, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. It's... So I stood in front of your van and like was literally blown away by a lot of things. But the energy that comes from you in this van is fucking just about as powerful as La Jolla. Thank you. Yeah, that means yeah. a lot. I'm I'm always trying to kind of match my environments energetically, and I think that's been it's been really interesting. This is the first time where I really haven't been tied to anything or associated to anything so i feel my energy um is able to shift and move and i'm now i'm listening to that you know and before i left austin um i was having this conversation with myself um that you know here we are again um into the unknown you know unanchored to anything i kept saying these words and then right before i left austin i had this moment of clarity where I was saying this thing, I was in this pattern where I kept acting like I was used to being unanchored. Right, right. Um, or unattached to anything. Yeah, yeah. But I had a moment of clarity where I realized that this was actually the first time in my life where I was making that a priority. Wow. And yeah. I wasn't associated with anything or attached to anything. And um, I knew that was a very unique opportunity. And I think that's why my heart is able to um project and be a flame right yeah, now and that's yeah. my goal to pay attention to that and and yeah. navigate that so well i feel it it's strong it's far stronger you have far more power than you yet realize <laughs> that's it's terrifying <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah. um yeah. also it's yeah. it's our greatest asset and greatest tool yeah and that's what we spoke about um that first day that we we talked out here was you know, warriorship and, mm-hmm. and what that's meant to us. Um, mm-hmm. And I told you that, you know, I'd, I had learned a lot about that recently. This mm-hmm. is something that, you know, I wasn't quite aware of, especially, you know, I mean, even up to a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> there's really one book. It was um, Shamhala, yeah, yeah. Um, The Sacred Path of the Warrior, that really opened my mind to this concept that, a warrior's heart is truly a, a vulnerable and open heart. And, you know, Fuck. that exposure is what allows you to have that um, strong heartbeat yeah. that other people can feel and sense. Yeah. And it's honestly a painful place to be if you don't understand it. Um, and that book, all right, you get me all fucking sappy yeah, already. I'm already right. getting missed. Here we are, man. Keep going. That's good. But. <laughs> yeah, they, he spoke about in that book that, um, you know, 
most people in our society, in the Western society, um, have misunderstood um, what this strength is. Right. And we've mislabeled right. it. A lot of us feel a, a sadness that we don't understand, but really that's just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Fuck. You nailed it, dude. Man, it's it's really happy yeah. for me to see that yeah. resonating so heavily. Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, if you could have heard Karen and I talk for the last year and a half, that theme has come up so much. Warrior with heart, like being so strong that you're willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like that's fucking... Yeah, it's another level. Oh, fuck yeah. First and you're then, a warrior, then you get to that. Right, yeah. And, and yeah. that's the thing <laughs> I'm learning now is what our role is. So there's a lot more people coming out of the pandemic where they are aware of their energy and they're trying to protect that and set boundaries and you know change their lives and adapt their lives to where it's resonating yeah, yeah um but the next level is okay we've learned these hard lessons we've made the changes we're feeling good and then the real challenge is to toss yourself right back into society instead of escaping it right right and that's where we serve each other and yeah. influence each other in the realest capacity and the thing about that i've spoken about with so many people is there's there you're going to confront imposter syndrome you're going to confront you know questioning who you are mm -hmm. every day by changing your environment and like when you're the most sure of yourself that's right when you need to start questioning <laughs> yourself again and right. again and again <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know i think we all have we've all navigated that in our own ways and um that's why i was excited to to talk to you and you know hear your story about you know how you became an artist mm -hmm. and took that chance and made a career for yourself mm -hmm. and then now you're in this next phase and um you know the the uh, you know passion that i see you still living with and um it's just as apparent so what we're we're, we're definitely mirrors and reflections of okay. each other's in a lot of ways and you hit on so many things that literally Karen and I have been talking about these things like 20 hours a day for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. And it it's, is. yeah, so uh, uh, I grew up in a world of dysfunction, like mm -hmm. a lot of us did, and had to embrace the part of me. It wasn't until I stood up to my first bully at age 11 that I really became the warrior that I came here to be. And so I was uh, had a lot of violence from age 11 on until I matured to the point where I realized that my path wasn't to fight bullies. What it really was about was becoming strong and powerful within myself. And that was a long journey. But the art part of it, I read a book by Og Mandino. Uh, he was a, I was in the entrepreneurial world and I was mm -hmm. in sales and I really wanted to be an artist or a musician. And I was in this career that I felt I had to work to make money and I can't possibly mm -hmm. do anything that I really love because I just didn't know a way. And I met this author, Og Mandino, and he said, you know, what are you doing and why? And I said, well, I'm at a job I don't really like it. And he said, why are you doing it? And he said, well, I don't know how. And he said, well, give yourself a year to figure out, but you need to do what you love. You need to find a way to do what you love. So I gave him a big hug, an amazing, successful man with a big heart. And I gave myself a year. I was, I'm 63 now, and I was somewhere like 32, 33. And I said, okay, I mean, in one year, I gave myself a year. I'm going to find a way to do something I love. And I had multiple things that I, I'm a writer, I'm a musician, artist. 
And he said, pick one, just pick one. So within a year, I created leaving my career behind so I couldn't go back. I created getting fired from a job and I decided I'm gonna be an artist. It was just literally, I'm sitting in a, a living room. I saw a magazine on the table. It was Kevin Costner from the movie Robin Hood, mm -hmm. which I really relate to because I'm an archer and I'm a warrior and uh, that resonated with me. So he had this outfit on, his badass fucking warrior guy. I said, I'm gonna do a pencil drawing of that. I'm gonna make prints of it and I'm gonna find a way to sell it. It was literally, that, literally within two minutes, I decided my career. Wow. And I went out, I did the drawing, I had, you know, 16 by 20 black and white lithographs made from that. And then it took me a week to find a place to, to sell it. Mm -hmm. There's a place in, in uh, San Diego called uh, the Ferry, or, um, Seaport Village Okay. on the grass. I literally went there and set up with one poster mm -hmm. for $10 and I had an easel and I was drawing uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator 2. I had my easel and I had the one poster for $10 and I, I sold like $350 my first day. And I had wow. a stack of cash. I said, all right, I'm in business. Yeah. That was it. That's how I started. <laughs> no fucking plans other than just that one thing. Yeah. And then I went on. And uh, for, I've been a, I was an artist for 30-some years. That's amazing. Asi aside from one year, uh, which is a story in itself, where I, I reached the top. What's the top as an artist? You're in the high-end galleries. Mm -hmm. So I had four galleries that wanted to sell my work. I was doing large. I had evolved from drawing to painting. I was doing these large six-foot paintings of flowers, photorealistic. Mm -hmm. Had these galleries. I had my artwork in the galleries. I took a year off from doing the street artist thing and thought I had arrived. And I yeah. hear, yeah, you re reached the pinnacle of being an artist. It was 2008 when the crash hit. All the galleries like said, no, we're not selling your artwork anymore. I'd spent a year preparing for this, so I went a year without making any money. Got two, got four kids by this point. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? So it was a panic situation. I went back into the world of sales, made a fortune, lost a fortune selling kitchen remodeling, and then everything crashed. Mm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? I thought I wasn't going to be an artist anymore. So it was, I've had, like you, many major turning points, and that was one of them. And this was somewhere around 15 years ago. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to La Jolla. I love La Jolla. It's been my spiritual uh, vortex because yeah. it's a high-energy place. And I came here and started painting, not with the intention of selling anything. I was just painting up down the road here near the wedding bowl. And people started asking me, do you have any originals? And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Well, next day, I brought some out. I made 400 bucks. I said, oh, I guess I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> so I started setting up here, which has always been my place where I raised my kids and it was always my vacation place. I never yeah. worked in La Jolla as an artist. And I set up and I was here for 13 years. Yeah. And it was amazing. And it wasn't just the artwork. My path has been meeting people. Mm -hmm. Like I would meet literally hundreds of people a week, all kinds of people. Most of my customers are multimillionaires from this area right. and people from around the world. But being an artist for me was not about the art, it was about being free. Mm -hmm. Like I could not fucking stand the idea of working for someone else at a job I didn't like. Right. I needed to be free, I needed to express myself. And so yeah. that's what it's been myself, about. I've been there myself, you know? And I think, like we were talking about earlier, like the unattachment from anything. Yeah. Like just artists do have such a, a powerful um, heartbeat, you know, that does attract <laughs> other people because I've, for myself, I narrow it down to people that are living life authentically yeah yeah that's a yeah. that's a big thing that i shoot for and try to see in people and and support that as much as i can yeah. and whether that's through storytelling or you know highlighting people's talents or or just you know 
throwing a you know a busker a few bucks when you have right, it right, or right, whatever right, it is man like yeah. i mean that feeds people yeah and um people you know unless they've really made that transition themselves and said you know what fuck it like i'm going to do this full time yeah, yeah. it's going to have its ebb and flows especially starting out um and these artists they question themselves all the time yeah <laughs> they don't know if their work's good no you know, i can't relate yeah. to that at all <laughs> and it's like these artists they're the, the, some of them are the most hypercritical of their own super work, sensitive and so talented yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like man yeah. you, it's really a, a a special place to navigate but that's what makes them great yeah. um yeah. but you know the ability to do that in this area and and those of y'all listening, you know, you can just you can probably hear in the background right now we've got the waves crashing and birds chirping and people are out walking around and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful day today as as and most days out here. This is actually in the top ten now places to go in the world. Wow. La Jolla. Wow. Like it's yeah. become that just in the last ten years. Yeah, but I it's can see why. Area. Yeah, the vegetation's beautiful. The people are nice. And like like you said, there's people from all different walks of yeah, life yeah. and nationalities, and and um, yeah, definitely a, a beautiful place. But um, yeah, so let's talk about kind of more about um, you know what artistry did for you. Um, I mean, one committing to something like that, um, saying you know what I'm gonna do this. Um, that that takes a lot of guts and you know to to commit to yourself i think it's empowering once you make those decisions mm -hmm. and you start learning these mm -hmm. lessons um then you you start to get something out of it that you really didn't see coming you know you thought it was going to be one thing <laughs> right right it becomes <laughs> it starts to become your identity yeah. and then navigating that i think um yeah. what was that process like for you like, well you know it, it seems like it's the onion peeling away where I think I've learned a major lesson and have and, and think that that in itself was it. Mm -hmm. And then there's another layer and then another layer mm -hmm. and it just keeps unraveling. But the most powerful analogy that I found is from being a caterpillar to a butterfly. And the caterpillar has to die in order to become a butterfly, but right. quite often the caterpillar has no idea that dying is good. Right. It just is scared to fucking death of Oh, I'm dying, and parts of me are dying. I can't remember where I saw it. The other, it might have been Osho, but I read a quote where he said, um, birth to a butterfly is the end of the world to a caterpillar. Exactly. So that analogy, there's two analogies that really resonate with me, the caterpillar to butterfly. And one of the phenomena with that is, is thinking, okay, I've now become an artist, and now I'm free. Well, now I'm a butterfly. But the truth is that what happens is you're a butterfly but you still got fucking junk on from the cocoon mm -hmm. you still have that shit on your wings right and what's humbling like you mentioned it not knowing you have to get to a point where you realize well maybe there is still processes to be done maybe right. i have grieving maybe yeah. there's shit on my wings <laughs> you know maybe the reason why every time i fly i have fucking keep going in a circle because mm -hmm. i got fucking caterpillar yeah co or cocoon residue still on my wings yeah, so that that phenomena of of having stuff that's still tying you down is profound because if you think you're free and you think you understand it you don't see it mm -hmm. Like you have to get to a point where you have, I forget who says that, the Zen, um, I don't know. Like you have to get to a point where you realize, okay, I don't know. Yeah. If you don't realize that you don't know, then you're blind to something. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times in the last year and a half, Karen and I are talking and something's coming up and I'm like, 
don't you see you have a fucking leash on you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, and sure enough, there's a leash that I gave my power away that's tied behind me, usually around my balls, and it's <laughs> attached to someone else, and I didn't see it. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm free. And they go, well, hey, you know, like a good, strong friend. Like, I'm lucky my my girl, Karen, is fucking mm-hmm. Trinity. Mm-hmm. And she's a badass. So yeah. she points shit out. She yeah. doesn't say, oh, yeah, you're perfect. No, yeah. she says, well, you're awesome. But there's a fucking leash yeah. attached to your balls over there. You might want to look at that. I'm like, fuck right. you. I don't have any leash attached to my balls. Yeah. And then I look and I go, oh, oh fuck, I yeah. do. And yeah. it's usually about relationships. Like, I gave mm-hmm. my power away. That, like, I'm upsetting someone because I'm a fucking lion and I'm roaring. And the sheep are going, why are you fucking, you're not supposed to roar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck you. Why are you upset at me? Well, yeah. I'm a lion. Yeah. Lion are supposed to roar. Butterflies are supposed to fly. Right. Scares the shit out of caterpillars and sheep that you're mm-hmm. roaring and flying. Right. But they want it, your power. They want to hold you back. And once you realize, like on your hand, love and fear, this is a gangster planet. It's a slave mm-hmm. planet. We came here to get in here, wake up, and then to know what we are, like the Matrix. I'm Neo. But when Neo dies at the end of the movie, I don't know if you remember the end of the movie, The Matrix, he dies. Mm -hmm. And then Trinity says, you can't die. You're the one. He goes, fuck. And he wakes up. He stands out in the hallway. Now he's standing in the hallway and the agents are at the end of the hallway and they're shooting at him. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, the major turning point for Neo is when he's on the roof and he's dodging bullets. He says to Morpheus, he said, are you saying I'm going to be able to dodge bullets? You know what Morpheus says? He says, no, Neo, when you're ready, you won't need to dodge bullets. Wow. And that is so profound. Most people, you wait, give yourself 10 years to get that one. But at the end of the movie, he gets it. The bullets of the agents are coming at him. He doesn't run. He doesn't flinch. He stands there and looks at him, and he reaches out. And when you face your fear, Mm -hmm. when love faces fear, it takes away all its power. The bullets drop to the ground. He grabs a bullet like this. It drops to the ground. Yeah, it's how you're perceiving it. Yes. We're we're afraid of fear, and so we run our whole lives away from fear, thinking that love is about, like, getting away from fear. No. Mm -hmm. Love is facing fear head on. Absolutely. And saying, what the fuck? Yeah, that's why I got it tatted on my hand. Exactly. That's why when I saw you, like you, I don't, I don't look at one hand more than the other. (laughs) It's powerful. Yes. And it's for me, it's it's definitely been a process of that, and it's it's one that'll never be over. Right. It'll come in all these different forms. Yep. What I'm trying to confront is like becoming aware of the patterns that are no longer serving me or that are hindering me, and doing what I got to do to get on the other side of them. that's and the there, leash there will be more right yes right? you know but i, I you know no, i think that no. you know a lot of people learn the same three or four lessons their entire life you know because they're attached to it yep. or um you know that's their identity is wrapped right. up in right. that and there's this other plane where you um, can break through, but you have to be less sure of yourself <laughs> as often as possible. And I think that's how right. we grow. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know, it's it's not something that you win, right? Ever, <laughs> especially as you take more chances right. and you know show who yeah. you really are to others. But I think that's what makes this world so beautiful, and um, that's really what we're here to do. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It is, uh, you know, like. This this world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Oh, and it's a gangster you know, planet. <laughs> totally. And I'm I'm here for a full experience. Yeah, and yeah. you know, yeah. I think you don't have to look very far and, you know, open many books to realize that, you know, there's just as much good in this world as there is bad. Um, that suffering is very real. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of chaos um that we have to confront and um 
you know, admire as well because yeah, it, yeah. it's just as powerful. Well, you, you know, I got to tell you something that, that changed my life. There's a book called Watiko mm-hmm. out there. If you haven't read it, read it. It's There's Watiko, the ego, fear. They're all different words for the same thing. Mm-hmm. So in a snapshot, here's the, the view of this that has helped me the most. Picture you're a light being, part of the field of infinite intelligence, God, whatever you mm-hmm. call it. And that you decided before you came in that I'm going to come into the matrix, this gangster planet called Earth, where fear has been ruling for centuries. Mm-hmm. All the institutions on the planet designed by a small group of people to enslave humanity and before we come in we decide we're going to come in here we're going to come into the fucking gangster planet and we're going to be warriors of light so we came in we know before we signed up there's going to be a veil we'll forget who we are Mm -hmm. we the veil is we forget we're an infinite being of light we think we're a body and we're going to be born and die and suffer and now we're in here now it's a process of waking up to who we are neo realizing that he's in the matrix but one of the things that changed my life is when we realized before we came in We literally, the infinite, decided to create the Matrix as the master game, the Mm -hmm. most diabolical enemy, Watiko Evil, is going to try and take us down. That's the challenge. It's designed for that. Well, and we're seeing it. Exactly. That's exactly. Those that the the people that are out living right now that I'm I'm interacting with and that are they're asking the right questions. I see the majority of those people they have the best intentions right now. Like there's a lot of people that are doing their own healing work. Um, they're putting that work in and they're stepping up and wanting to serve humanity yeah, yeah. as a whole in all of these incredibly special ways. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I try to pay attention more to than social media feeds or the you know mainstream media right now. Right. Because I'm always trying to ask myself, as we spoke about was this distinction between love and fear yeah right is something fear-based or is it coming from the heart yeah and that's the majority of media and even you know people that are living in that way they're all very fearful fear-based yeah but i think that when people are living from their hearts and choosing this authentic route and wanting to serve like it's it's a much more powerful oh yes and stronger yeah. gravitational pull and i think that this world is ultimately good um and so i i don't think that the world is going to end i think that right now we're seeing the majority um kind of preparing themselves preparing their minds preparing their hearts in yep. order to step up yeah and we just need a little bit of direction right the new earth um, that's mm-hmm. what the new earth is and absolutely i was having a conversation with my friend um patrick peterson back in austin the other day and and um we were talking about putin and he was like dude it's it's just insane that one pissed off dude is literally changing you know mm-hmm. the economy of the world right now because he woke up on the wrong side of the bed and he's ignorant you know and i was like yeah man well you know imagine if the right person had just as much influence with an open heart mm-hmm. and an open mm-hmm. mind it he's showing us right now that the entire world is connected the economy people's you know heart state um state of their minds everything is connected and i think the time is coming where somebody steps up in that capacity yeah, if yeah. if we figure out how to develop these systems and avenues for people to to disconnect mm-hmm. decentralize and then that'll grow right right so 
you know, I'm not necessarily a conspiracy, you know, conspiracy theorist or anything. I don't really give any of that much attention. But what I do is I try to just believe that humanity is good and, you know, that it will overcome. What right. Is now, evil in this here's world. A, and it yeah. always has. Well, here's the important thing. You have to see the evil. Mm-hmm. You have to see the darkness. It's real. It's real. And in, in, if you avoid it. See, I did the life, love, light, and blessing thing for a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And there's power in acknowledging, the, the, obviously, the power of light and love. But the, the part that's very revealing is when you look right in the heart of evil mm-hmm. and see there are sociopaths. Mm-hmm. There are people that literally worship Satan, which is evil or fear. And they are trying to control humanity. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. Right. That's a fact. They yeah. are literally are trying to enslave humanity. Mm-hmm. And unless we look at that, it will have power. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you look at it and realize it doesn't have power, darkness has no power. The, w- the way darkness has power is we don't look at it. We look mm-hmm. over here and now darkness is fucking with you. Yeah. Fear comes in yeah, and it's starting to weave its way in your mind. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, you're afraid. You're tied to it. You're afraid of death. You're afraid of being sick. You're afraid of everything. That's mm-hmm. with Tico. That's darkness. That's yeah. evil. But love, light, and blessing thing is like, oh, I'm not going to look at evil. Yeah, it's all blindness. light. No, yeah. fuck. You need to look at yeah. the evil. There is evil in the world. Does it have power over us? No, mm-hmm. but it has power if we don't look at it. Yeah, that's, and, some, that's something that came up the other day. We were talking about like racing horses with the blinders on, right. so they're focused on the goal or the mission. And that, I think we were talking about, you know, our the way our society interacts. You know, of just mm-hmm. being so goal driven and focused and career driven, where there is a full experience here on Earth, yeah, yeah. all around you at all times. Right. Whether you're seeing it or not. <laughs> That's a practice skill. Right. Removing exactly. those blinders, being able to be comfortable with, you know, the unexpected coming into right, your life. Right. You realize that's where the juice is. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like that's where yeah. everything happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, as I pursued the military, <clears throat> as I got out and started pursuing, you know, this other life, you know, this entrepreneurial type kind of mm-hmm. presence, you know, I was very heady about it. It always starts off that way. I consider myself a you know pretty smart dude, and like I knew what I wanted, and it it just caused so much stress in my life. Right, I learned a lot of good lessons. I wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm realizing, as you know, we spoke about was becoming aware of the patterns that are no longer serving you. Right, I'm realizing that the the smarter I think I am, the more (laughs) I think I have things figured out, the farther away I'm getting from who I am and what I'm supposed to be seeing, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just less of an experience and yeah. my, my heart and my body starts to take the toll. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so like, like we were saying, questioning why you believe the things you believe, why things around you are affecting you the way they are. Right. Like, you know, I see a lot of people that are just angry and scared and heartbroken and incredibly compassionate right now like it's not all bad traits Mm -hmm. you know but how much of themselves are they giving to what they don't have control of right right right? and it's like you can have the best intention by you know tuning into the news and sending you know your your compassion and warmth and and heart towards these things but is that happening 20 hours a day are you losing sleep? Is there something that you could be doing to serve those around you? Um, you know, it's it's 
how much are you losing of yourself? Or, right. You know. Well, here's the deeper question with that, I believe. And most people don't realize that. Watiko, mm -hmm. evil, mm -hmm. uses our good qualities against us. So, for example, if I want to be... manipulation. Yeah. If I want to be kind and loving, what does Watiko do? Say, oh, look at these people over here. They are suffering. And, and what they're really doing is manipulating us into believing a narrative that's not true. Because mm -hmm. they know I'll fall for it. Right. I'm going to fall for these poor people that are suffering. Anything, literally anything on the, the news major screen, uh, major news media channels are literally controlled by Watiko to get us to do something, feel something, act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you know it is because it's fear-based. Mm -hmm. Anytime you hear a message and it makes you a little bit afraid, well, duh, you need to question it. What's right. going on? What's this message? Yeah. The, the message that you're a sovereign being, you're a powerful being of light, and there's evil is not a scary thought. It's mm -hmm. a powerful thought. Yeah, there's evil. Time to look at it. Time to question it. Time mm -hmm. to not get lost in it. And that's what's happening. People are being manipulated. Someone tells you, oh, look out, look out, like the gun control thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, you know, we need to stop people with guns because all these people are getting hurt. Is that really what's going on? Or mm -hmm. is there another narrative? Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you don't question, if you don't question what's going on, you finally just fall into this thing where you're being told what to think about what's going on in the world, even though you don't really know if it's true or not, mm -hmm. because you're being, your good qualities are being used against you. So I'm a, I have a big heart. I'm kind and I'm loving. So what does the narrative say? Oh, look at this. You know, these people are hurting or whatever. Now I'm, all of a sudden I'm sucked into a narrative. Mm -hmm. Is the narrative true? It might not be. Right. Yeah. But we don't question it because we've been we've had our good qualities used against me. Mm -hmm. A narcissist. If I'm a narcissist, if I, in other words, I don't really want what's good for you. I want to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. I oh, haven't. You're such a good guy. You're doing. And 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 then I'll manipulate you. And you'll say, Wait, what the fuck was that? Were you just manipulating me? Say, no. Come on. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the tricky part. That's the leash mm -hmm. that good people, people who have big hearts, are being manipulated right now. Right. They're being told a story of fear, like the COVID. The whole thing was a fucking pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's designed to make you afraid. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is designed to make you afraid, but people don't question it because everyone, yeah. they talk, oh, you know, you need to be careful. Mm -hmm. You know, we work, we really are concerned about you. Mm -hmm. You need to stay indoors and stay sick. The whole thing yeah, is a lie. No, I, I it's a it fucking lie. Unfortunately, I was in the military at the time, and they, I mean, they locked us away, you know, and they're like, don't of open. Course. I did 23 days in a room alone solitary confinement they want you locked away Where they told us we couldn't open the windows like this virus you was know, just gonna blow in the window it's you a know? fucking lie and i opened my window i was like who's gonna come in here and close my window right? but, but they're terrified but, of yes what i might have it's you know, the it's like, biggest con that's yeah. ever happened on the planet but it's been going on for thousands of years sure. it's yeah. a fact it's not yeah. a theory yeah there's all sorts of stories of how you know you know leaders and kingdoms and all of these you know power structures have used you know fear to, and you know any kind yeah, of fear yeah, to control people it's been going definitely. on for thousands of years on this right. planet because it works exactly exactly because mm -hmm. it works yeah. so now it's time for the warriors to stand up and say let's start questioning everything mm -hmm. everything because if there's a message about fear the new one is the fucking monkey thing they're going to try and scare and control everyone again the same tactic i think that's what everybody see they see it as this this thing that's coming to a head and it might i don't know right but i don't think it will because i've seen people that just have that presence and they've got that authenticity and they 
they know their truth. Those are the warriors. Right, those right. Those that are willing to express it. Right, exactly. Um, when you see somebody that has that face-to-face with a coward, yep. or somebody that is exactly. evil, yes. or somebody that is, you know, driven by, you know, lust for power, right. or manipulation, they don't compare. Right, right. And There's you, no, see, yeah. you see these people that have <laughs> that presence more on that the, that's the you bad dude. side of humanity yeah they spin out right they get angry right. they point their fingers right that's what bullies anything, do right, right? Yeah. yeah i've been reading um the rebel by osho and it's just been teaching me just great teacher yeah. lesson yeah. After le- and it's yeah. i mean sometimes i'll read two sentences and be like okay i got my juice for the day you know it's, it's like it's gonna take me forever right but he's talking about how the enlightened man you know and when he speaks about man it's both male and female oh, yeah but yeah the enlightened man is truly an upsetting force yes that's what we're seeing right now bam mic drop on that one this turmoil this uh discomfort it means that we are coming to a head and that the good is trying to push through right right so i think instead of getting so caught up in it and giving our energy to that all of this that is bad that causes anxiety and depression we need to be acknowledging it yes it is real but then detaching our identities from it and putting in the work so right. that we are ready right. when right. we break through. Right. And, you yep. know, I think I don't I don't know what it looks like. Nobody does. But I know that we still have a lot of work to do. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm trying to I, I really believe every day when I wake up that this world is good and and you know i i feel that way each day because i'm choosing to put myself out there and interact with people that are seeing the same right, thing right right so here's the the final um when you discover that the world first of all let me back up everything is energy we mm-hmm. know that now yeah okay the people that enslave the planet don't want you to know that everything is energy because mm-hmm. you'll wake up to your fucking power. Yeah. You can't be controlled when you know you're a being you have, of light. Yeah. Right. Darkness actually has no power over light. Yeah. So everything is energy. What creates form is vibration. Mm-hmm. Vibration creates the idea that I have a body and that I'm in this avatar on this planet. Mm-hmm. When you get that you're a being of light, you own your true power, know what you are, form has no power over you. That's mm-hmm. what miracles are. That's why there's all, when you wake up, all of a sudden, like you visualize something and it appears. Mm-hmm. I walk over here, you're there. All of a sudden, I, I picture, you know, I have this amazing painting and I sell a million dollars worth. I, mm-hmm. Literally, you're a powerful being of light and you think you're a physical being in a body and you're going to die. So now you're f- afraid. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that light so has greater. never yeah. light has never been affected by darkness we just think right. it has yeah you don't actually need to become stronger you are infinite strength and forgetting energy never, energy never dies right you yeah. think you're a body and you think you're limited but you never have been mm-hmm. and so it's not about trying to become powerful it's realizing you already are powerful mm-hmm. and that you've been playing a game of i'm not mm-hmm. oh poor me i'm a victim oh you know the Watiko's yeah. gonna get me the evil's gonna evil has no power of you we gave it power yeah. it's designed to take us down Mm -hmm. but it can't right so waking up to that power you realize oh my god literally heaven on earth is a realization of what we are Mm -hmm. we're infinite beings of light we can manifest whatever we want right and i have a living proof of it yeah i have literally created heaven on earth for myself i've still had leashes Mm -hmm. that i had to fucking oh what the fuck is that oh i gave my power away i gave my power away but did i really 
totally ever change what I am as an infinite being of light? Have you ever really changed what you are? No. no. You just put up a fucking screen yeah. for one and said, oh, I'm Evan. Well, like body. you said, it, you already are. You already are that. You we know, already are like that. That's, everything we yes. want. I, I always express it in like everything I've experienced or learned in this world. It wasn't an outside yes. source, right? Right. Like everything that I, if I really pay attention to what's happening, where I feel things, there's overwhelmingly a sense of familiarity in yep. each thing that happens it's like yep. oh okay like i, I knew i know yeah, this, yeah right whatever yeah. that is not you know you don't yep. even once you're aware of it you don't need to um focus on it too much right, it's just right. happening right. but i think um <laughs> what's beautiful is that you know I, where i'm sitting right now has just been like i said the first time in my life where i've choose like i've chosen to put myself first in order to give myself the space in order to gain awareness of my energy and how I can utilize it and and move around in new environments and how that changes and it's all just becoming attuned to yeah, yeah, who I am yeah, what listening, I am and, like you said right, earlier, listening yeah. and giving yeah. my space myself the space to do that um what's cool is we're not the only ones doing that. right exactly <laughs> right there's all sorts of people like especially coming out of COVID where everybody was like, wait, wait a minute. Why am I working this job? <laughs> right, Why am right. I doing something for yeah. nine hours a day yeah. that I'm not happy doing? Um, people are working from home. They're realizing right. they can work two hours a day and mm -hmm. money still happens. Right. You know, and all these stories that they were told just really yeah. aren't true. And that's really becoming empowering yeah. um, is people are becoming individuals yeah. again, sovereign beings. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> just as comfortable as it is uncomfortable. Right. 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 You know, the <laughs> lack of stimulation, the lack of social interaction, but also people are connecting in a much more real way, yeah, yeah. an authentic way. They're having conversations that are really important. That they wouldn't have had before. Right, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I you know, I've, I see that in people that are, like, in our military and, are, you know, or just, you know, people that, you know, you think they're, they're in these systems, they're realizing there's something super fucked up right, right now. That's a big and, deal yeah, right there. And, you know, Yo, I think that's yeah, what we really started talking about was kind of, what was next for me and you know i think there's there's a huge opportunity in identifying there's a lot of people right now saying okay s these systems are no longer serving, serving us. us yes right that's a big thing okay we got to start thinking about solutions the new earth <laughs> exactly the new earth. like yeah. we don't get much out of identifying the problems right 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 and um I think that's where people have to start directing their energy instead yeah, of yeah. getting so caught up in war and right. violence and racism and hate and all of these things and that we know. Them. Yeah, we know yeah. this this is what's evil in this world. Yeah, yeah. It it just is. Yeah. Now we need to think about now we what create the, the solution new earth. is. Right. Right. And that's why an artist is important because an mm -hmm. artist on some level gets, I'm going to create this. When you have a blank canvas, you don't say, oh, well, I got to deal with all the shit. No, you go, what do I want? What mm -hmm. do I envision? What yeah. pulls me? What's what's passionate about what I want to say right now? What I want to show? Well, that's what creativity is. Exactly. It's, it's, it's being able to see something that is normal to the rest of, you know, mm -hmm. the rest of us. But you see it in a light that. Right leaves room for innovation or you can kind of manipulate it in a way where it's it's not as normal as you thought it was <laughs> you know and that's what people they 
they, they'll stop and they'll stare at it yeah, for yeah, hours, yeah. you know. It may may be a 40-inch canvas, but really it's taking something that you thought you knew yeah, yeah. and making it something yeah. that you don't quite understand. It's some form of light. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what's, I think, important for people to get from artists, because I believe artists, and Karen said this many times, they are, they're the ones that will create the new earth. Mm -hmm. That energy of creativity is what creates the new earth. And it seems yeah. like, well, so obvious, but an artist doesn't go, what do I not want on my canvas? They don't think that way. Mm -hmm. They think, what do I want on my canvas? Mm -hmm. What do you want in the new earth? What kind of life would you like to have? Yeah. How would you like to have the life of your dreams? Do whatever mm -hmm. you want. Give your passion and love and service to the world and have the world just shower you with blessings. Yeah. Would you like that? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's the new yeah. earth. And that's what you're doing. Right. You're a fucking warrior of light. And mm -hmm. you're so powerful. I was drawn to you from 100 yards and came to him and go, fuck. I told Karen, I go, this guy's a warrior for light. And that's what we're all doing. We're coming out and saying, you know what? Let's create the new earth. And we say it different ways, but mm -hmm. that's some version of we're going to create right. a life where people love each other and support each other. And artists and musicians can paint and sing and dance and create. And, yeah. and they don't have to worry about money because it's a system of collaboration where everyone goes, well, there's more than enough. Mm -hmm. There's never been a shortage except for the slave planet was designed to make people think that there's a shortage so they work their whole scarcity. lives. Scarcity. Yeah, scarcity mentality. Yeah, they were sold that. It's, it's, and it doesn't seem, you know, that crazy when you look back at these <laughs> how these power structures were set up right. right where there's extreme scarcity on one side of the wall <laughs> and complete abundance but, on the right. other like where just because of a wall people think that, that it's two yeah. different worlds yeah. it's two different lives yeah where yeah. some people don't even know that what we're living in exists yeah. especially here yeah. i mean we're sitting in beautiful la jolla california i mean life is good out here yeah and you know we have an abundance of resources we've we have food we've got water we have all these things and i see people that are angry and pissed bitching about our resources right and and yes things can be better right we can make them better with right. good intentions but we don't have like all of these issues that a lot of right. third world countries do so it's not it's important that we're not spending our time bitching about right what we what don't do you want to create or, right, like we have enough yes. to change the world yeah. right now yeah. we already yeah. have it yeah. so yeah that's a stop, powerful message. stop bitching about right. <laughs> what you you know would others yeah. would consider is yeah. just the, the life right you you, know? you need to be aware of the problems and now you got to say okay now what do we want to create mm -hmm. if you spend your time trying to solve problems you're missing the point yeah. it's not about solving problems you see a problem now you go what do i want i want abundance mm -hmm. I want peace. I want happiness. I want unity. That's what you create. Mm -hmm. You don't think about that's, what you don't want. You think about what you want. That's the head versus the heart. Exactly. Exactly. Your true power right? is here. Your center. Yeah. That's a powerful place. That's what I've learned, you know, and that's why I got this um, sword and dagger tattooed on my hand. Show the camera that your hands and so, both your fists. Yeah. <laughs> so this Dude. one was uh, meant a lot to me to put that there and realizing that when I'm living from a place of fear that I'm I pick up the sword and I take a step back ready to defend right which is an, an aspect of warriorship right, right. right is the your first tools. stage yeah yeah but also the sword and dagger and a lot of different texts and and religions is a symbol of the mind mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and how much of society has turned towards fighting and right, war right. And, and bloodshed and 
it's because people were thinking about power structures and mm-hmm. greed and all of they these things. They didn't go things. from here to here. Exactly. And yeah. so when we, when we take our presence as conscious human beings from thinking about what the problem is and what the solution is to listening and feeling, that's when yeah. we start. Yeah finding real solutions yes, and yes. you can do it without a word right we right. can influence each other just by our presence right that's what you're doing right now your presence is so powerful like, thank yeah. you no yeah. it means a lot man yeah. and and, yeah. and i definitely see the same in you and that's why yeah. we're sitting you're here today. exactly and, yeah. you know i think that's there's yeah. going to be listening you know people listening to this that you know they're they're mm-hmm they're going to feel like they're sitting here with us yeah yeah because um, they are yeah and that's what's important love you all guys all yeah. you listening all our yeah. brothers and sisters me as well yeah and yeah. you know i know how much that means because and that's why i have this platform yeah you yeah. know I, I try to produce content and these podcasts and do my thing where i focus about influencing just one person yeah yeah um but the effect is much greater than that Hell because yeah. you never know who that person might be yeah um yeah. and what it'll you know inspire them to do themselves um you've you released know, the kraken yeah <laughs> the warrior and well, everyone <laughs> i just talked to my friend uh <laughs> keith mitchart and he's driving out here this weekend nice. and he's hauling like a bunch of artwork from austin out here cool. for our gallery and and it's so cool because like he was expressing to me the other day that you know he was he was just doing like hard labor mm-hmm. yard work like a year ago last summer wow and uh hmm. he was like yeah man i heard your podcast and almost exactly a year later he's coming out to california yeah, exactly. to come hang out and chill out here on the west That's coast so beautiful wow. and, you know, he's got his own business now he's working in a doctor's office and training people and helping them heal and i mean it's <laughs> it it doesn't take much for us to go you know they're doing it why can't yeah, yeah, i exactly. do it yeah you know? exactly and, and hopefully yeah. there's a continuation of yeah. that you know yeah it's it's a pot boiling and the mm-hmm. the bubbles are all the people on the planet waking up mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of people on this planet are waking up right now mm-hmm. well and it's it's not new either you <laughs> exactly. know like you, like you said to <laughs> right. me yesterday when i called you and we set this up you were like man you're you're you're, you're me and my, you know, my past <laughs> right, life or whatever right. and like i recognize that you yeah, know and yeah. it's like it, it's it's beautiful to see that like as unique and special you know as we all think we are it's like it's usually not the case there's other people like you there's people that think like you there's people that want the same thing there's people that are you know really really have the best intentions like i said and that's nothing new we're just it's it's coming to a head and we're refining it i think i think i'm really excited for the future yeah 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 (laughs) me too it's the optimist yeah so you know, I think uh, optimism is a special place to live. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I was talking to a friend a, a couple of years ago um, when I got back to Austin about you know how few optimists are left right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not as many as there were. Uh, but I think hopefully that's the trend where we we start to see more because yeah. that that's I think that's the most powerful way yeah. of living is the ability to see the silver lining and see good yeah. even when everything is fucked. Right, right. You know, those are the right. people I want to surround myself with and work with. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the warriors. Right, right. Find that and they'll fight right. for it. Exactly. And there there are a lot of warriors on the planet that are waking up and mm-hmm. and it takes a, a warrior to awaken a warrior. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. I've, I've been speaking about this shit for 30 years. And I, in the beginning, I was felt like I'm the only one on Alone, the planet. Yeah. Like I'd literally been talking about this stuff for, well, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden in the last three years, I'm noticing warriors are popping up everywhere. Well, now as you become, like we were talking about earlier, was you were starting to understand what a warrior's heart right, is, right? right? That, right. That's why you felt that disconnect. Right. When you, when you start to recognize the strength of that type of presence, yeah. that vulnerability, yeah. and like I said, what a lot of people think is sadness or... Um, just a misunderstanding right. or a mislabeling yes. of yeah. what you are, who you are, and how people see you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why you feel so alone. Yeah, you feel like nobody gets it, but that's when you're the closest right. to right. really connecting right. with people. Is you have to shift yourself from this old way of being right. into this new one, and that's by being outwardly expressive and vulnerable mm-hmm. and. And you're going to question yourself, like I said, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's learning to be comfortable with that and learning that there's still good effects that come out of that. Right. I mean, the amount of people that I piss off or make uncomfortable <laughs> by being myself <laughs> a week, you oh, know, is, is like, it used to eat me Hawk up. day. Yeah. yeah, it used to yeah. make me feel misunderstood or like yeah. people didn't, you know, see me the way I wanted to see, you know, like, or my intentions. Yeah. But yeah. It, intentions ain't shit. Right, right. Intentions don't matter. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. A lot of people are so caught up in their own shit <laughs> yeah. that they won't be able to see your intentions even when you right. paint right. it out. Yeah, you know, right. and you're yeah. like, this is what it means. And you're like, no, nah, that's not what I see. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> to an artist, you know, it's like, oh, to you, it could be plain as day. Yeah, when yeah. somebody sees that, yeah. you're realizing that they're just yeah. applying their own perspective and their own experiences, yeah. and nobody's at fault. Right. So... Um, it's, uh, it really is a, a beautiful journey and I'm, I'm happy our paths have crossed. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of see what's next. And, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's so much that. Well, next is sometime in the near future. You can be on my podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm always down. Yeah, I'm, I'm inspired. You're a, a major influence right now. And there are so many people on the planet that are standing up. Mm-hmm. And being the warrior and being courageous and brave, like Joe Rogan comes to mind because he followed his heart and just started having conversations. Yeah, and it's grown into one of the biggest, you know, sources of of warrior. Literally, what it's like to be a warrior on the yeah. planet. And then Aubrey Marcus, and there's another guy, da- Dear Danny, which you may not have heard of yet. Uh, Aaron Abke, a spiritual warrior. There's so many warriors standing up now. Yeah, all in their own way. Fucking, it's way. beautiful. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people want to talk about Joe Rogan and. You know, it, I mean, this world just like wouldn't be where it's at right now without him, yeah, you know, because he's, he's he has such a platform. Um, but a lot of people, they see him in a light where they where they found him, right? Where <laughs> they were when they heard the first Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> right. That dude's been doing this for, yeah. for decades, yeah, 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 you know, and yeah. it's like he's just been questioning who he is he's been yeah. trying i mean yeah. he used to be the host of fear right, factor right. yeah you know? i watched that I right that. you yeah. know and it's like yeah. and, and he was a fighter before that yeah. and like yeah. he's tried all these things but i think what's incredible about him you know is, is if you really think about what he's doing is he knows everybody and he's a connector he's yeah. he's yeah. able to kind of talk to anyone in their environment no matter where they're from and that's what 
we all need to be right we all right. need to be that that's that's what's going to create change if yeah. joe if yeah. joe's doing it right how can you do that in your community right right how can you have conversations with yeah. strangers yeah. with people that your paths may not you know you from, from what you perceive there's there's no reason for your paths right. to right. cross um but what i think we all find um, when we talk to strangers or talk to people that have different upbringings or cultures than us is that there's a lot of overlap yeah there's yeah. there's a lot of commonalities yeah we all want the same thing we all want to be happy yeah the bottom line mm -hmm. we all want to be happy and we're hopefully. trying to find a way yeah well there, aside from the evil people sociopaths mm -hmm. yeah which is a small small percentage of people everyone right. else pretty much they all want to be happy yeah well and and how much of that is just a lack of awareness yeah, yeah. you know like yeah, well, you know, it's pretty much all that. <laughs> I always say, you don't know what you don't know, right? right? right. It's like, exactly. if, you don't, if you don't realize yeah. how this is affecting yeah. so many people, like mm. maybe people in our government or something, like maybe they're just accustomed to a certain way of life, right? right? right. They've had the standard of comfort. Mm -hmm. They're used to it. They'll do whatever they got to do to, to maintain <laughs> that right, because right. they're comfortable. Right. And they don't realize how many people are affected by that. Right, because right. That's just the world that they've grown up in. Yeah. But like I said, like if you put that person face to face in a peaceful manner with you, with them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. with with anyone that yeah. is truly in alignment with their heart and you stand them nose to nose like like a like a weigh in for yeah. a UFC yeah. fight, <laughs> yes, exactly. it's going to be apparent who's going right. to win, who's right. going to come out on top. Right. And, you know, you, you can bow and walk away and you know it, it, it can be that's peaceful. a good one oh let's look at look at karen nod that's powerful <laughs> yeah that's powerful Way so to go. yeah we'll see I, we're, we're seeing it it's, it's happening Beautiful. it's already in motion Fuck yeah so we don't really have to do anything right it's it's, it's happening what do you always say karen be the light you only have one, job. have one job yeah that's right yeah hold the light i love that yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always one job. <laughs> I love I love thinking about our our presence um, in that sense of of light and energy. Yeah, it yeah. helps me, and I, and I lose track of that. We all do. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of being a warrior. Flow, but when I'm able to come back to that and deconstruct my physical being back into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. like I said, being less sure of who you are, <laughs> what your purpose Be willing is. Willing to die. Asking the questions, <laughs> not getting stuck on the answers. Right. Right. Um, then you start to have this exchange yeah. with revelation. Your yeah. world and other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, the the best is it happens without a word. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can be sitting on the side of a road having a sandwich and then just find yourself in one of the best conversations that yeah. you've had in yeah. weeks and yeah. and that can happen to anyone just put yourself out there and be yourself and people will see that and um you'll inspire them in ways that you didn't even know you could yeah yeah so. yeah thank you patrick thank you yeah, that was amazing absolute pressure <laughs> oh fuck yeah i love you bro. much love man Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast 
where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid.